Yo, what's up? You're listening to First Giving Honor to God. I'm Whitney, your host, lover of God, creative, and somebody who never thought they would start a podcast. But here we are, and I'm going to take the time to share the lessons I've learned over the last decade as God has tried to steer me right back here to my creative calling. But I won't be alone. I'm tagging in some friends, colleagues, and folks I've just been rooting for to share the story of faith behind their brands and careers, all to help you bring your own vision to life and honor God through your work. So if God is giving you a vision that's big, nah, huge, this podcast is for you. This is going to be a hard episode. I know that, but I have to do it. In 2011, I started a photography business. It was my absolute dream. See, I've wanted to be a photographer for as long as I can remember. I got my first professional camera for my 16th birthday. It was the most expensive thing I'd ever asked my parents to buy me. And they agreed because they supported my dreams. And I got to become the photographer and co-editor of our high school yearbook. And then I went to college to study broadcast journalism and continue to take photos of everything and everybody. I was in my lane. I felt like I was on my way. And starting that business was just another step in the right direction. So you can imagine, I was surprised when people started to ask me about a year into my business when I was going to get a job. I thought I had a job. I was a photographer. But they meant like a job job. You know, one that justified me going 800 miles away for college. That kind of job. And because I love these people, and I knew they loved me, I listened to them, and I got a job. Working at a college, not being a photographer. And I knew immediately that I was off the path. But it's been eight years, and I'm still there. Let's talk. Hey, hey, welcome back to episode three. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. I just want to say thank you so much. I've been so overwhelmed in the best way by your messages, your texts, your DMs. Um, about the first two episodes. You all are so sweet and kind. And I'm so glad, you know, that God is using little old me (laughs) to do this. So I really do hope that you are being blessed. And that first giving honor to God is, you know, giving you some things that you need. Now, I said this was going to be a hard episode because this was hard for me to come to grips with. It was hard for me to admit to myself and for me to admit to my friends And now to admit to you that I've been living a life that I don't love. Don't get me wrong. There's pockets of it that I love and moments. But overall, this isn't a life that I chose. And you might be thinking, girl, why are you still at that job? Why are you doing this to yourself? And the easy answer is that I'm a people pleaser. But of course, it's a little more complicated than that. So I graduated from college from the illustrious Howard University and moved back home to Alabama. 
I did it for a few reasons. I really genuinely wanted to work in my community. I wanted to give back and I always said that I would do a year or two working near or in my community. I also graduated in the middle of a recession. Newsrooms were laying people off, weren't hiring like they used to. It was just a different time. But I would be lying to you if I didn't say that I felt a sense of obligation to come home. I felt guilty. I felt like I owed some places, spaces, and people for getting me to Howard and letting me stay there. And it was the realization that I'd been here all this time because of guilt that has kind of brought me to this place. But, you know, I got to start my business. I was really happy about that. You know, I got to begin working on something that I've always wanted to do without, you know, having to incur the big cost of living in a city. And so I would stay up late every single night working on it. I would take courses and do all of this stuff. And I was doing well. A month into the business, I booked my first wedding. I don't know how because I was terrible, but somebody trusted me. And it was going great. I was really enjoying it. And it was challenging and it was hard, but I always wanted to work on it. And it was something that I always wanted to do. I never felt like, ugh, I don't want to be doing this anymore. And... I remember people started to ask me like, hey, are you looking for a job? Are you looking for a full-time job? Do you want a job? And I was like, "Is does everybody think I need a job? Like, I'm making money. I'm doing fine. Because I'm also working part-time at an elementary school, the elementary school that I grew up in. So that felt really purposeful and like I was helping the kids. But I was working on building my business. But everybody kept asking me, when are you going to get a job? And it just became more and more and more. Until I was just like, okay, maybe I'm being a little too idealistic. Maybe I'm young and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not thinking about my future. And these are people that love me. So, okay, I'm going to get a job. And I remember the first year, I was so miserable. I was kind of working in my field. I was doing PR for the college, but it was just part-time, but it was really boring. I didn't really enjoy it very much. And so... I'm like, okay, at least I'm still doing my business. I still have that. Well, I ended up, after a year, getting offered a better job at the college. You know, it's, it's more of a full-time job. It's more permanent. It's salaried. It's, it looks good. You know, I'm young and I'm moving up. So, okay, you know, maybe if I do this thing that looks good, maybe I'll feel better. I didn't. But at least I still have my business. At the end of the day, I was still getting to shoot weddings and shoot different things. Then 2015 happened. And I took a job as a director of a department. I was young. I had never supervised people. I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't want to do it. But it seemed like the logical next step. And that year, it wrecked me. I went into a super dark place and I was just, I was just sad. And this is when I started to quit everything. This is when I started to let stuff go and stopped my music and photography and everything creative came out of kind of this season. 
And you would have thought that having a year like that would have made me walk away. But even through all of that, me telling people that I trusted and loved how sad and miserable I was, everybody kept reminding me that I had a good job with good benefits. And it was a good place to be. And it would be good to retire from this place. And so I kept saying I was going to leave. I kept preparing to leave. But I never did because I now felt and now feel like I can't do anything else. I can't go back to what I've put down for so long. And honestly, if it hadn't have been for this year, for me, if it hadn't have been for the stillness and the quietness and getting COVID and being forced to sit in my room sick and in pain for 14 days, I don't think that I would have come to the conclusions that I've come to right now. Because I laid in that bed and I thought, if this is it for me, I have so much talent unused and so many dreams unfulfilled. And I just said, God, if you get me through this, I'm not going to let that continue to be my story. So maybe you're listening to this and thinking, yo, I want to start my own podcast. Or maybe you want to be a podcast guest so you can grow your brand or business visibility. Either way, you got to check out Chris and Tiana, a podcast management and visibility company helping entrepreneurs launch, manage, and grow their podcasts. They also want to help them gain visibility through podcast guesting. You don't have to do podcasting alone. Trust me, I didn't, and I'm so grateful I didn't have to. The Chris and Tiana team will walk you through the process, make everything seamless, and eliminate any overwhelm that comes with launching a podcast. Because trust me, it's definitely a lot. Visit their website at chrisandtiana.com and on Instagram at chrisandtiana. You'll thank me later. And God is so good. And I really, really believe his word when he says that he's going to restore the years that the locusts ate. Because, oh my goodness, so swiftly, when I said yes to following his plan, he began to just open up a world to me and show me so many things and give me so much opportunity. But he told me that if I was really, really going to do this, that I had to move different or differently for my fellow English folks out there. You know, he said the last decade or so is a part of my story. It happened. I gave in to other people's whims and thoughts about what I should do. And that's okay. It's time for me to move differently now. I have to do something else. So he started dropping a lot of ways that I needed to move different. And let me tell you, it's a laundry list. And I won't give you all of that. But I am going to tell you a couple of things that he told me that really changed my perspective and are the things that got me on the path that we talked about in episode one. The first thing I had to accept that my life is mine. 
I heard this line from my bestie in my head, Tracy Ellis Ross, a few years ago. But this year, my life is mine has become sort of a mantra for me. Now, this isn't to negate that I've been bought with a price or to negate that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. This is to say that my life is mine in the sense that it ain't yours. You know, for the last decade, essentially what I've been doing is allowing people with their own lives to get a bonus life by deciding mine. And these weren't people who didn't love me or who didn't love God. Sometimes they just had their own desires or their own hopes for me. Sometimes they just wanted me to stay in Alabama or to stay in a position. And it caused them to give me advice that kept me out of the will of God. And I let them do it. And honestly, the reason I let them is because for some reason, I thought I needed more than a word from God. And that's a tricky and dangerous place to be. See, I believe in wise counsel. Don't get me wrong. I really do. But I took it to the extreme. I would hear a word from God and then I would need to go verify it with five or 10 people and read the Yelp reviews and do a free trial before I would do it. And because I had become so insecure in trusting that I heard from God, I looked up and years had passed by and I either hadn't done what he asked me to do or I'd done a version of it that made somebody else comfortable. But God has told me in this last season and as I'm moving forward that all I need is a word from him. I don't need a lot of people to co-sign or to think that it's the right thing for me to do. And in the last couple of weeks, I've had to put that belief to the test. A lot of people have made suggestions about what I should do with my life and where I should go next and how my life should look. But because I'm maturing in this area and I'm inclining my ear to God and I'm moving with him, I've had to tell people it's not what God said to me. And that's hard. It's not easy at all. It's so much easier to just lean on what other people think and blame them when you feel like it's not working. But look where that's gotten me in the past. I took a job for almost a decade because people wanted me to. And I did it at the expense of my own happiness. But more than that, I did it at the expense of being disobedient to God. But I'm moving different. Now, the second thing, like the first, is that your life is yours. And I can't have it. One of the things that caused me to let people decide my life for so long and let caused me to go the wrong direction is that I didn't feel like I had a roadmap. There was no blueprint for what God was calling me to do. And because I didn't feel like there was a blueprint, I just started following in people's footsteps, doing what I felt like looked successful or what was supposedly right. Why so I took that director's job that I knew I didn't want. Like I said, it felt like the logical next step. It's what people do in a career. And I think a lot of us mistakenly do that. We think if we do all the things that someone else did, that it's going to give us the same results, even if those results are not what's necessary for our calling and our purpose. 
Because here's the thing. We can't copy and paste somebody else's path and think we're going to walk on it. We're not going to get anywhere. And if we get anywhere, it's just somewhere that's farther away from where we're supposed to be. And the more that I keep living this life that I know isn't mine and, and is whoever else's life this is supposed to be, the more off center I feel and the more out of whack I've become and honestly, the less I have peace. And I'm not telling anybody to go quit their job. Hear me on that. Because this isn't about, this really isn't about a job. This is about not saying yes to what God has called me to. And out of fear and out of people pleasing and out of whatever other reason, choosing to do what seemed right instead of what was right. And so if there's anything in your world that is keeping you away from doing what is right, then you do have to let that go. And for me, that's this career that I've built, this thing that I've spent almost a decade pouring myself into that I know is the wrong place. I know it because there's no peace. I'm worn out. I'm tired. I'm grumpy. I'm angry. And there's no vision for this place. And I know in my soul because I got a word from God that I'm in the wrong place. But as I'm coming back to Jesus, as I'm coming back to his plan, I'm finding peace in the small ways that I'm pursuing my purpose. And he's giving me rest in my soul. And that brings me to my third point. Moving different does not mean moving fast. There's a lot of rest in moving different. And I'm not used to that. I really, really like the hustle. I like to be busy. And this season, God is teaching me about something that Pastor Mike Ty calls the pace of grace. The pace of grace is all about doing less so God can do more. And I'm not used to it. I'll be honest. I really, really struggle feeling like I'm not working, 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 and working hard and and doing all of this and proving myself. I'm not used to God being like, no, you don't have to do that. Or giving me opportunities that I feel like I don't deserve. It's weird. It really is. It's weird to feel like I'm doing less than ever and moving forward in ways I can't imagine. It's also weird to sleep. And sleep in peace. And it's weird to not be stressed and worried throughout my day. Or worried about small things that used to trip me up. But even as weird as it is, I'm learning to love it. And I'm learning to love this whole moving different thing. I really see it working. And so if I can offer you a piece of advice as you are on your own purpose journey... I just want to tell you to trust that a word from God is enough. To trust that the life he has planned for you is yours. And he already has equipped you with everything that you need. 
to get to where he's trying to get you to go. And if you move when he says move, you're going to end up right where you need to be. And you won't waste the years. But if you're like me and you have taken the scenic route already and tried to live a life that wasn't yours or that wasn't in his plan, you can also restore the years. You're not too old. You haven't gone too far. He really still wants to do it for you. But you got to move different. I'm waiting to see you do it. Peace. That's our show. Thanks for stopping through for First Giving Honor to God. This episode was produced by Whitney Hall. Our editor is Brandon Hall. And our music is by Vodavaz Productions. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on socials at Honor to God Pod. And visit our website, honortogod.com, where you can grab the show notes and grab some really dope merch. Also, head over to iTunes and subscribe to our show. You do not want to miss an episode. And while you're there, if you love us, leave a rating so we can continue to bring you dope episodes. Again, thanks for listening. We'll talk in two weeks.